Welcome to Furry Explained. I'm Finn, a big black cat on the internet, and Furry Explained is my show about furries and their culture. So we've been talking a lot about communicating and interacting with other furries recently, and that's been more or less by design. At the time of this recording, we are definitely still in the midst of this whole pandemic situation that we're all dealing with, but now with the vaccines out, there is light at the end of the tunnel. And if you're like me, you're definitely looking forward to all the lockdowns and restrictions coming to an end soon, and want to go back to hanging out with your friends and meeting new ones as well. So I definitely want to continue talking about subjects that pertain to meeting other furries, even though it doesn't make sense to go out and do that at this particular moment in time. However, a lot of the subjects pertaining to what I consider the fundamentals of the furry fandom happen to be related to meeting other furries, and I still want to cover as many of those fundamentals as possible earlier than later. So episodes like the ones we did on conventions and fursuiting may not be so applicable now, but the idea is that they will be there for you or whoever may be listening to this in the future when it becomes more appropriate to go outside and be social in a more face-to-face setting. And that idea pertains to this episode as well, because today, we're going to be talking about yet another way furries can meet other furries. Now, we've explored the many ways that furries can meet online, and that will still remain the easiest way to virtually meet other furries. But your relationship with someone online is fundamentally different than a relationship you may have with someone in person. With every new innovation, we seem to be getting closer and closer, but technology is still far away from perfectly emulating meeting someone in real life. And there's value to meeting others in this way. It's way more authentic, and even though we all portray animal characters in this fandom, we are all still humans, and therefore instinctively crave in-person interaction with other humans. Anthropology lesson aside though, we already know one of the main ways that furries satisfy this craving of meeting other people in real life. And that's through furry conventions, the large gatherings of furries from around the world that we talked about on the fourth episode of this show. But that's not the only way that groups of furries meet up with each other to hang out in person. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about one of the other more popular ways that groups of furries still meet up with each other, but in a smaller, more local setting. Hopefully you figured out what they're called based on the title of this episode, but today we're going to be talking about fur meets. We'll go over the similarities and differences that they have with furry conventions, and how they might be more preferable to some who want to meet other, more regional fellow furry fandom members. We'll also go over how to find fur meets in your local area, what to expect from them, and what you can do to make the experience as enjoyable as possible. Welcome to Furry Explained, and we'll get started right here. Alright, so what exactly are fur meets in the first place? Well, the name is rather self-explanatory. It's a formal meeting run by furries for fellow furries. They are typically reserved for furries within a certain centralized region. However, those regions can vary in size, pertaining to a small town to a rather large geographical area. With this in mind, what it may sound like is that fur meets are basically furry conventions, but done on a smaller scale. And while that's not entirely incorrect, it doesn't really tell the entire story either. 
See, furry conventions are, well, conventions, meaning they are designed to accommodate as many people as possible at a specific time during the year. This is why most conventions are in major cities across the world, with close access to international travel, and are held in large venues that are built for expansive gatherings of people. Fur meets, on the other hand, are meant for smaller groups of people that are able to meet more often than just annually. These groups are typically smaller in size than the attendance numbers for a furry convention, as they are not designed for everyone around the country or around the world to gather and meet. They are more for the local furry scene of a particular area, allowing those who may not be able to travel as far to a furry convention to still meet up with other furs near where they live. And because all of this pertains to the same geographical area, fur meets can happen more than once a year, ranging in frequency from quarterly to even once a month if the community is active enough. Fur meets also typically last a lot shorter than furry conventions. While conventions may be three to five days, fur meets may only last a day or two, as they are usually conducted for quick weekend getaways so people don't have to miss work or school to attend. As previously mentioned, what makes Furmates so unique is their main purpose is to gather furries from the same general area. They allow furries to meet other furs that live maybe 10 miles away instead of a thousand. This is great for a couple of reasons. One, it allows attendees of Furmates to meet with people at a higher frequency than, say, a convention. This naturally leads to a heightened sense of camaraderie amongst people who meet more often than once a year increasing the chance of strong friendships and relationships to stem from these meetups. Secondly, because fur meets are usually held somewhere in the real world, it accelerates the rate at which friends and other relationships can form rather than just meeting online. Again, online communication is great and essential for the growth of the fandom, but there is a big difference between frequently seeing someone in person for an extended period of time versus communicating with someone over a distance through the internet. Also, because everyone is relatively local, smaller friend groups or even groups of two can find ways to meet up outside of fur meets as well, which is something that can't really be done at a convention unless everyone happens to live near the same location of where it happens. I also just realized that was three things, not just a couple, so enjoy your little bonus point there. Now, that's all great and all, but why exactly are fur meets important to the furry fandom? Well, to me, anything that relates to meeting other furries is important, but fur meets are a big stepping stone to newer members getting their official start in the furry fandom. And what I mean by that is fur meets give individuals the all important experience of meeting other members of the fandom in person without the semi controlled chaos of a furry convention. Because they are smaller and more regional, fur meets end up being places where you can still meet other people in the fandom while still working on your personal social skills as well. There's typically a variety of people that go to fur meets, and not all of them may be social butterflies. Now, it can be tough for people like that at a convention, as it's all too easy to be overwhelmed by everything going on, and it may be hard to concentrate on meeting other people, especially if social skills aren't something that comes naturally. 
However, the smaller nature of furmeats can implicitly accommodate those who may be a little more socially anxious, as it can be a lot easier to navigate a group of 30 people as opposed to up to 3,000. And the chances are there will be other individuals sharing that situation as well, making furmeats a great way to work on interacting with people who also may not be as boisterous or outgoing. There are little to no expectations of who actually attends furmeats. So as long as you are a generally good person, it's easy to allow yourself to be yourself. Most people that you meet at a fur meet will be friendly and willing to talk to you, just due to the fact that the gatherings are smaller in nature. Despite never being to one myself, mostly due to the awfully timed decision to become active in the fandom in the middle of a global pandemic, I'm a big fan of the concept of fur meets. They are smaller and therefore more manageable than conventions, and are usually a lot easier to get to, especially for those who don't live in a big city or can't take weekdays off to attend one. They also allow furries to get to know the local furry scene, which is a great place to start when looking for new friends in the fandom. However, and this is probably due to how local they are, fur meets can be relatively hard to find, and require a different set of interpersonal skills than a traditional furry convention when attending one. But armed with the right information and know-how, it'll be a breeze finding and attending your local fur meet, of course once enough people are vaccinated and it's safe to do so. So let's take some time to go over that after the break. Alright, so we just went over why fur meets are a great way to meet other, more local members of the furry fandom. They're actually pretty underrated in my opinion. You don't hear many other furries talk about them all that much, as most either spend their time strictly online, or wait to meet absolutely everyone they can at a furry convention. But I think fur meets serve as that nice middle ground between the two and can be a great way to start good, in-person relationships with other furries without having to go through the intricate planning of trying to attend a furry convention. But actually finding a fur meet to go to can prove to be a little tricky. Because they are so localized, it can be tough to find what your local fur meet is called, what activities they like to do, and most importantly, when and where they like to meet. And despite the fact that I've been harping on how fur meets are great because they take you offline, Ironically, the best way to start looking for a fur meet is, well, online. Thankfully, this part is pretty simple. It's as easy as searching for furry groups in your particular area. A simple Google search of fur meets followed by your city, state slash province, or overall region is a great way to start your search. For example, I'm moving to Seattle, Washington this summer, and searching Fermeets Seattle actually brings up the main Fermeet group for a majority of the Pacific Northwest region of the United States and Canada. Which actually brings up a pretty good point. Seattle happens to be a major city, but not everyone lives in a city in their respective parts of the country that they live in. So if you're struggling to find a Fermeet near you, try searching in your closest big city and work your way outward. You might find one that is based in a big city but could include surrounding areas or have events that are not in the city itself but still close to furs that live in more remote locations. 
And even if there doesn't seem to be one directly next to you, there's nothing stopping you from joining a fur group that is still remotely related to where you are. And yes, unfortunately, there is naturally going to be some North American and European big city bias in your search results. But even if you have to go to the dreaded second or even third pages of Google, there should be enough there for you to find what your local group of furries is called, as well as their primary communication channels so you can find out when and where they like to host their furry-themed events in your area. Speaking of primary communication channels, that is the next big step to attending a fur meet. You can think of joining your region's Discord or Telegram or however they like to communicate as your unofficial membership to the group itself, and is a great way to get your first lay of the land in regards to who you might end up meeting in the future. Now in this case, it may take a few tries to find the right online community that pertains to the current local community of furries. There tends to be a lot of turnover for who actually runs these types of accounts, so it may be worth joining many online groups that seem related to the furry community corresponding to your area. You can then figure out which ones are the active and most current ones, ensure that you meet the age and other stated requirements, and then go from there. After you find the right group, you can then introduce yourself. In this particular situation, I would err on the side of remaining semi-professional here. I know the whole uwu and first speak is all cute and all, but first impressions are a big deal, and I would much rather play it safe than sorry. That doesn't mean you have to be boring though. You can introduce yourself as your persona, talk about your relationship to the fandom like how long you've been in it, and your reasoning why you're joining the group in the first place, probably to meet other furries I hope. And then from there, it's a waiting game, and I mean that in more ways than one. Obviously, you're going to have to wait until the next actual Fermeet event, which at the time of this recording will still be many months away for many places around the world. But I also mean it in the sense that you most likely won't find your next best furry friend the same day you join a Fermeet group. We've mentioned this before, but any relationship you want to cultivate takes time, and people have lives to deal with and may not be online all the time. But striking that balance of being active in a large online group while not being an annoyance will make you much less of a stranger when members of that online group do end up meeting each other in person. But eventually, provided everything does go back to some sense of normal sometime in the near future, there will come a time where you will have the opportunity to go to a Fermi in person. Now, these events are usually pretty fun, but laid back. I know bowling is a very popular event that furries like to do as a group, but it could be just a meeting at a large park in the city, or the group going out for drinks or something similar to that. But when going out and meeting other furries, it's best to have a defensive strategy in mind. In most cases, everything will go fine, and you'll meet some great people. But I'm in no position to guarantee that will happen, so it's better to be safe than sorry. Remember, you're still meeting strangers, so treat it as such. Make sure the event you're going to is in a common, well-lit area, where other members of the public are generally visible. 
If you're under 18, I cannot in good faith recommend that you go alone, and it's best to attend with any adult that you know and trust. And even if you are an adult, it's always better to go with a friend, not only for safety reasons, but it guarantees that you'll have someone to talk to if things don't go as planned. Secondly, and I can't believe I have to stress this, but I'd be a fool to think that it's not a problem, please come as a clean, well-put-together individual. Shower, put on clean clothes, and especially nowadays, wash your hands before interacting with other people in person. You'd be surprised at the amount of people who don't do this, and the furry fandom has an unfortunate reputation for having members who fall into that category. You don't want to be a part of that crowd. In fact, if you're weird like me, do the opposite. Come smelling nice, to the point where others compliment you on your scent. Even if it's just as simple as popping Tic Tacs every so often to keep your breath clean, that could go a long way in terms of being a pleasant individual to be around. And finally, be ready to socialize, at least to some degree. We're going to do an entire episode on how to socialize with other furries soon. It might even be the next one depending on how I want the next few weeks to go. But I'll talk about the main points here. First and foremost, it's important to be respectful about everything, really. At the end of the day, you're interacting with fellow humans, and the least you can do is to treat them with a sense of dignity, especially if they do the same to you. This goes for your language as well. Keep it appropriate for the age group and please avoid terms that may be offensive to anyone in the larger group. And as far as conversations go, it's good to have other things to talk about than just the furry fandom. Sure, it may be what brought you to the meet in the first place, but having some other topics up your sleeve to pull out when the conversation starts to slow down can really help extend your time talking with someone or a group of people. Finally, some more basic stuff. Don't bring or do anything that is illegal. You don't want to be responsible for getting yourself or anyone else in some legal trouble. And please, don't touch anyone without their explicit and enthusiastic permission. Other than a greeting like a fist bump or shaking hands, you shouldn't touch anyone without a good reason and audible consent. I know it may seem like you're being cute or fun interacting with other people like this, but in reality, that kind of stuff doesn't really fly in the real world, especially with people who aren't wearing a fursuit. But if you follow these general guidelines and be yourself, you'll be well on your way to enjoying a meeting of other local furries. Now, I do understand that I described very idealistic situations, and most of the time, things will go smoothly. But a ferment you may go to may not have the nicest people, or it may simply not be the crowd that you want to be around, and that's completely fine. No one is forcing you to go to these, and if there isn't a fit, it's completely okay to never go back to that particular fermeet again. But if things do work out, fermeets are one of the best ways to meet not only other furries, but other people in general. It gives you a place that's outside of work or school that you can socialize with other people who happen to share a similar hobby. They may take a little more time and effort than just joining a bunch of online-only communities, but in more cases than not, having an in-person, human-to-human interaction is an experience that is genuinely irreplaceable. And don't get me wrong, conventions are awesome, but they can be far away, expensive, or just overall overwhelming. 
which is why these are some of the best ways to meet other furries in person, but in smaller, more neutral, and more controlled environments, and can end up being your official welcome to the real world of the furry fandom. And those places happen to be your local roundup of fellow fuzzbutts, furmeats. All right, that concludes this episode of Furry Explain. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I really hope you enjoyed it and maybe learned something new today. As always, if you want to continue the conversation about fur meets or have any other feedback for the show, you can find and follow me on Twitter. I'm at Finn the Panther, and a link to my Twitter is down in the show notes, along with some other resources about fur meets that you should definitely check out. If you like the show and want to support it, the best way to do that is to subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcasts. If you're on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, make sure to give the show a rating and a review as well. You can also tell people about the show, and if they don't know where to start looking, you can point them to our little corner of the internet, furry-explained.com. Thank you so much for doing so, and we'll be back next week for another episode of Furry Explained. But until then, stay wild out there. Peace.